Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back once again to the Ask Dr. Gibbs radio show at XZBN X-Zone Radio from Toronto, Canada. I trust you all had a happy new year. Uh, I did. If you didn't, uh, I hope the show today will uh, change of topic, will uh, inspire you to um, remove your blues and turn negative into positive. My show explores in depth and breadth five complex issues, uh, which will probably be added to as we go on. These are effective prevention and treatment of heroin and opioid addiction, a suggested inclusion in the training of police and citizens aiming to de-escalate potential violence, uh, answering questions for those of you who are considering going into psychotherapy, and the uh, 10 broadcasts that our previous to this one uh, having to do with exploring in depth and breadth all about synchronicities, uh, different theories, different ways to interpret, uh, different uh, uses. 
These, by the way, will all be found if you are interested. In um, if you go to YouTube, plug in Gibbs Williams, you will see the ten or so broadcasts, all having to do with synchronicities, um, which leads us to the change of topic today, which I call the truth about coping with anxiety, depression, frustration, and stress, often without needing medication. Um, it's to be noted. I invite your questions on this or any other topic. If you uh, get sufficiently stimulated to do such, uh, you may either um, write to me, uh, gwilliamsny11 at aol.com or to another website I have, drgibbswilliams.com uh, or my Facebook page where um, you're invited to ask questions directly to uh, askdrwilliams.net, excuse me, askdrgibbs.net. Um, in today's broadcast, as I said, there's going to be a major shift in topics from synchronicities to once again the truth about coping with anxiety, depression, frustration, and stress. I wish to note the following. If you've been following my previous broadcasts on synchronicities, you know that my style is to explore in depth and breadth the topic of the moment. I'm aware that some of you may wish not to have so much information and may prefer to have me get to the meat and potatoes. Suit yourself. But for those of you have, who have been suffering from these often paralyzing feelings, I believe that the key to understanding, best understanding, is to acknowledge and to learn from your own personal experience. Thus, for me, the longest way round is the shortest way home. Uh, my aims in this particular topic is to inform and to discuss all the essentials I think are essential about anxiety, depression, frustration, stress, and a whole host of so-called negative feelings, including such uh, experiences ambivalence, which are love and hate feelings that are experienced simultaneously, uh, weakness, um, uh, discontinuities, confusion, uh, all those kind of things. From time to time, I will ask you to do exercises, uh, which I guess you won't be able to do during the show, but if you are sufficiently uh, stirred up by my challenge, you will do this after the show, and I would love to have your comments on, um, on the results. Uh, towards this end, uh, mentioning such things as anxiety, depression, I will identify how they look from the outside and how they feel from the inside. What the truth is about the most common interventions, which essentially are taking drugs and doing relaxation exercises, why they tend generally to fail. I'll describe the conditions under which these painful affects arise and also mention uh, something about the uh, use of cognitive behavior therapy, which in my opinion uh, sort of halfway gets to a good uh, intervention but inevitably fails as well. What the best intervention is based on research, and in my case, personal research, 
and a relatively simple but amazingly effective exercise to help you cope with these painful affects. Back to this topic. Why, why am I shifting to the truth about anxiety, frustration, stress, and depression without the use of drugs? There's a neat uh, interface between uh, the exploration of synchronicities, which in summary was that I believe, at least the ones I've studied, others will disagree, but at least the ones that I've studied, all start with a seemingly unresolvable problem, usually a personal problem in identity or what to do with the available creative energy you have. So it has to do in a way with your, your being and doing or what constitutes a meaningful life. I indicated that the attitude to the seeming inability to get a good resolution is experienced as being stuck. We will return to this topic uh, as soon as the break is over. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. 
While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Gibbs show. I was summarizing the main steps uh, in uh, the creation of synchronicities in which I said that they're embedded in a, or they start with, a seemingly unresolvable problem of which the attitude to feeling stuck, that impasse, that fork in the road where you think you're not able to go any further, you just have to live with this horrible unresolved issue. The attitude towards it is either negative or positive. I indicated that if you have a positive attitude, and the positive attitude is damn the torpedoes full speed ahead, and even though you think you're not going to be able to find a problem, if your attitude is struggling with struggle, I think it tends to stimulate what I believe is everybody's unique creative process, and then you start a what I call a um, psychological scavenger hunt where you're amassing clues which are like uh, jigsaw puzzle pieces and when you fill in the frame and the inside of the frame with those collected pieces or clues eventually they'll form a pattern and if you can recognize the pattern that pattern will take the form of a synchronicity which still has to be decoded and I show you different ways of uh, decoding synchronicities to get to the uh, assumed uh, message that is often life-defining. That's on the positive end of things. What about the, ne what's, what's negative? A negative attitude towards being stuck is more stuckness. You give up. You may turn to drink. Uh, you may turn to uh, excessive stimulation, sex, uh, reading, virtually anything to get away from the painful affects of being stuck. Being stuck is often experienced as having uh, turned on feelings which are extremely painful and the attitude to the painful feelings is to feel overwhelmed. Chief among these feelings that go along with feeling stuck are anxiety, stress, depression, and frustration in addition to a whole host of other feelings. Now, from my vantage point, the best researcher to inform you as to what the attitude that one has towards these feelings, where do they come from, how do they feel, what do you do about them, and so forth, the very best researcher is you, members of the uh, audience, <laughs> either there's one of you or a multitude, whoever it is, this broadcast is directed to you personally. So with that in mind, if you can, write, write this down or re, re, work, go back over this later on after the broadcast is over. And I want you to do the following. And this will, if you do this, it'll, uh, before the next broadcast, it's going to be a kind of pre-quiz as to 
what your own personal involvement is with these very difficult feelings. And I hope by the end of the time that I'm going to be used to uh, explore this topic, that your experience of it will be entirely different and that your attitude to these issues will be switched from negative to positive. So in that connection, take a blank piece of 8 by 10 paper and on it, I want you to just sort of relax, open your mind, and on the page, in no particular order, generate every feeling that you can think of. So you might start out with the four that I've mentioned, anxiety, stress, depression, frustration, and there's a whole host of other feelings. Whatever they are, good, bad, or indifferent, just put them on the page. I would imagine you could generate 25, 50, 75, doesn't matter, and you're not being graded as to quantity. And you can add to it if you want to. All right, let's say you've done that. On a second page of blank 8 by 10 paper, I want you to draw a vertical line splitting the page in half from left to right. On the left-hand side, I want you to title uh, that page with a negative, a minus sign. On the right-hand side, I want you to title that part, that portion of the uh, page with a plus sign. Now, go back to the generated page of feelings. Assign a plus or a minus to each feeling. I know some of you are going to say, well, I have mixed feelings of both plus and minus. If you want to have a third um, uh, area for mixed, plus and minus. But essentially, I want you to try to see if you can find extremes of either plus or minus. Once you've done that, take all the minuses, write them out on the left-hand side, and take the, all the pluses and write all the feelings on the right-hand side. Number three, once you have those lists, I want you to consider what the pluses have that the minuses don't. Obviously, you're going to prefer the pluses. You're going to probably be very hesitant to uh, want to be involved with the negatives. But the important part is they're all feelings, and they have different evaluations that you're going to bring to it. The idea is to try to understand why something, one feeling is plus, whereas another feeling is minus. And you're going to see that there is a common theme with or common themes which are going to differentiate the two. Uh, if you will, if you do this exercise, I would very much like to hear your feedback. And if anybody wants to uh, be a guinea pig and be on the show, if you would like to volunteer, I would have you as a guest. And we will talk about uh, your experience primarily of these four topics of depression, anxiety, frustration, and stress. I think that would be a really interesting show. I also urge you, if you get stimulated by anything that's said, please inform your family members and friends to listen in. Uh, I immodestly think that I have exceedingly important information. Um, I don't have to probably explain the fact that we live in a world of uh, high anxiety, high frustration, high depression, high stress. There isn't a day where you can't pick up an article in a paper which is going to uh, either be a research project or, or the headlines are going to scare you half to death. Uh, 
Um, so this is, from my vantage point, very topical. In actually looking at the statistics, I read the other day that 40 million people in the U.S. alone are, are suffering from overwhelming anxiety. Anxiety, by the way, ranges from kind of um, low-level anxiety or existential anxiety, and that's experienced if you were to, um, if you were living in New York, for example, and you decided to uh, walk the streets at three o'clock in the morning, although it's well lit, the odds are that your head is going to be uh, careening back and forth, uh, uh, appropriately scanning the horizon to see if anybody's going to attack you, and that's called normal. That's normal. It's you know everybody's not your buddy, and um, you've got to protect yourself. So that you have a sort of heightened attention under conditions which might be indeed um, not so good for you. That's normal anxiety. Then anxiety ranges from that normal existential anxiety, let's call it 10 out of 100, and keeps rising to the degree to which there is a real or imagined perception of danger. Break the bank danger. I feel that my life is on the line. I'm going to be killed. This is terrible. Is called panic anxiety and what that is is a release of adrenaline that comes from the forebrain of the person that acts as a kind of a protective signal warning signal telling informing the person who has this that there's the possibility of real or imagined danger and it sends out kind of sugary um, uh, pepped up um, energy so that you can prepare yourself for fight or flight. So it's, it's, really, it's really beneficial. Even though it hurts, it's good. It's good anxiety, not bad anxiety. It's good we have it. If you didn't, you could be pulverized or taken advantage of uh, and have no idea of what happened. So this is a very primitive, very basic response to the perception of real or imagined danger. This is often, um, if you take this seriously, it forces you to really be in reality and, and really forces you to think about what is, what's life all about? What are we doing here? What is this mystery? What do we actually do? And from my vantage point, as I indicated with the um, talk on synchronicities, I think one way of viewing what life is all about is to see it as a series of unending problems that are just going to be there. And the good life, at least part of the good life, is becoming a very very good problem solver in both the broadcast on synchronicities and in the broadcast of um, coping with uh, stress, anxiety, frustration, and depression without the use of medication, you will learn a great deal about how to effectively problem solve. The, um, as I said before, the difference between the attitude of being stuck with either a pro progressive uh, positive attitude, which is going to turn on an assumed creative process in each person. In this topic, coping with, is essentially going to be dealing with the negative attitude that I said is going to be experienced by one or more of these feelings. I think it's also important to note that the literature um, seems to indicate that when you suffer from any one of these things, they tend to talk about it as if they're very discreet. I am now a sufferer of anxiety, or these depressed feelings are depressing, and so forth. My experience is different. I don't think 
looking back on it, if I'm really honest, and I can vouch for this because I kept a 37-year journal, which is filled with my experiences of depression, negative feelings, my attitude towards them. My experience, and I dare say probably most of yours, is going to be that these feelings, these so-called negative feelings, are going to occur concomitantly. There's going to be a confluence of anxiety, depression, stress, frustration, if I'm right. So you're dealing not with just one thing, you're dealing with a whole mixture of things, which together are going to often uh, be experienced as, the whole thing is going to be experienced as creating more anxiety, more depression, more frustration, and more stress. Okay. All of that it's going to make you feel as if you're overwhelmed or to cut to the chase, feel as if you're quintessentially stuck, uh, stuck. You're in psychological mud and sinking fast. You are feeling trapped. You're feeling confined. You have no choices. You feel invaded uh, by forces outside and inside you, which are unseen, but affect you a great deal. We will talk about this in uh, depth and breadth. Uh, you're going to, why do I say the truth about, you're going to find that there is a number of myths surrounding the discussion of these topics. For example, the major interventions, uh, based upon, I think, mythology, if not, uh, pardon my boldness, outright deception, and if you want to be stronger, outright propaganda, and if you want to be stronger, outright lying and manipulating is carried out by Big Pharma. Big, we will come back and I'll try to make my point explicit after the next break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net.
Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. to the third segment of Ask Dr. Gibbs Show. Uh, I ended um, just before the break <clears throat> with what I calculated to be an extremely uh, provocative uh, confrontation and challenge to Big Pharma. If anybody's listening and you know anybody in uh, charge of their, you know. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. 
And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Head CEO of whatever, I would personally challenge him to come on my show and answer the question as to why are they purposely deceptive with respect to their claims about anti-anxiety and antidepressant drugs? What am I talking about? All theories start with a, I mean, all interventions start with a theory about symptoms. The symptoms of anxiety and depression, which Big Pharma uh, deals with, and stress and frustration and others, is based upon the fact that they think that these things are unnatural and due to chemical imbalances. So obviously, if that's true, then what you do in terms of anti-anxiety and um, uh, anti-depressant symptoms is to uh, correct the chemical imbalance. You do that by uh, combining different chemicals uh, into one that is supposed to uh, relieve the problem and restore the um, lost chemical um, balance, restore the balance. Therefore, anybody watching TV on a regular basis knows that probably once a month, there is a new uh, pill of the week with pretty colors with the advice uh, that you call your doctor the next day, who who must be flooded with uh, calls from the announcement of the new pill, the new anti-anxiety and new um, antidepressant drug. Um, What they don't tell you, and this is critical, please listen carefully. Research has absolutely concluded that 75, 70 to 75 percent of the beneficial effects of anti-anxiety and um, anti-depressant drugs are due to a placebo effect. A placebo effect means that the mind, one's attitude to anxiety and depression and other negative effects plays a central core role in overcoming the negative, the painful effects of these symptoms, mind over matter. It is my contention that what you will see is that if you adopt a positive attitude to what I think are realistic limitations, not chemical imbalances, these are really, these are realistic limitations to problems of uh, daily living. You can't ever uh, eliminate depression and anxiety and all the other stuff, all the other symptoms. They are built in. Any mother of a newborn knows that her baby pre-verbally is going to experience anxiety, depressed states, terribly frustrated, stressed out half the time, and will apply her intuitive nurturing um, uh Interventions like holding the baby and soothing it, bathing it, and rocking it, and so forth, to help the baby learn how to increasingly cope with these negative feelings. To my knowledge, no baby has ever needed or successfully had an antidepressant and um, uh, anti-anxiety drug that has worked. 
hopefully it isn't ever going to be experimented on either. All right, let's say I'm right. By the way, first of all, I am not advocating anybody here who is suffering from these things, goes to a psychiatrist on a regular basis, gets gets a prescription, and uh, uses um, prescribed drugs. I am not saying don't do that. That's ridiculous. I have many patients in my psychoanalytic practice that are highly anxious, highly depressed, and go to psychiatrists on a regular basis, get pills, and are indeed helped by them. However, I also know many more who, what I am advocating, has never been told about this approach to uh, overcoming um, anxiety and depression without the use of drugs. Essentially, the bottom line is that you have to learn how to change your attitude from negative to positive. In that connection, if I've challenged anybody out there that has a sense of resonating to what I'm talking about, and you would like to be a guest on my program, I would love to have you, uh, invite you to uh, talk with me. And what I'm primarily interested in knowing is, obviously if you call or you write, you are familiar with these symptoms. How long, I'd be interested in knowing how long have you been trying to cope with them? Uh, What's your experience of them? What have you tried? Uh, What has apparently failed or why are you calling me? What do you think you need? Um, If you've taken medication, what's the effects of the medication? What the um, uh, drug companies will tell you with the newest pill of the week, they will give you a list of about 10 to 15 negative side effects, which often affect your sex life, and you're going to be uh, gaining enormous amount of weight. It also tends, from my experience and my patient's experience, to mask uh, the underlying feelings. They don't really go away. They're just hidden, and they come out in really um, uh, malevolent ways, uh, so that from my vantage point, many people will complain and say the uh, side effects make the cure worse than the disease. And don't really tell you about other approaches. Uh, the other standard approach to dealing with um, these symptoms is through relaxation exercises. Now, they too, they work. Uh, however, the difficulty is they tend not to last very long. And uh, often you can spend lots of money on classes in meditation and so forth, which again, I'm not knocking them, they work. But there is a much quicker and cost-effective way of coping with these uh, debilitating symptoms, which you will uh, get in subsequent programs. Um, There's also cognitive behavioral therapy, which is uh, getting on the right path to what I think is uh, a good cure. However, I think it also fails. So again, if there's anybody out there that's been suffering from these things, and you've had a lot of experience and you've sort of given up or you're looking for the magic cure, which there isn't any, but there is, I think, a very beneficial cure that if you uh, implement the exercises that I have that I will give to you and do it 15 minutes a day for a few weeks, I am inclined to think that you may experience something that you're going to call miraculous, and it really isn't. It's applying common sense to uh, learning how to bear Uh, increasingly bear the debilitating effects of these painful symptoms, and I'll show you how to do it. In that connection, if you want to um, move ahead rapidly, go to Amazon, plug in an ebook, which my brother and I collaborated on over a two-year period, 
called attitudeshifting.com and um, purchase the book. Now, I want to warn you that it's uh, exceedingly expensive. So you have to save up um, a dollar a week for five weeks in order to pay the bill of $5. Uh, in all seriousness, I really think it's worth it. And if you've been suffering these terrible uh, uh, side effects and uh, painful symptoms, this is really worth taking a look at. And I will make the following claim. You buy the book, you're not satisfied, doesn't work for you, mail it to me, you get all your money back. You can't do better than that. Um, so what I'm really offering you is a method for effectively coping with these negative feelings, which is cost-effective, easy to teach, um, easy to implement, and has long-term lasting results. Uh, it's based upon the idea that in an accurate description of a problem lies an embedded solution. The trouble, I think, with interventions with these debilitating affects is that they tend to focus too much on symptoms and they keep reiterating, you know, your head is racing and you feel empty and meaningless and so forth. That's Most people understand that. They know that. What they don't do is get to causes. And to cut to the chase, I think the cause essentially is a negative attitude to experiencing these um, painful feelings. Therefore, when asked, what is your attitude to, let's say, anxiety or depression? Most people will say, characteristically, I hate I hate these things. And my attitude is when I'm feeling anxious, I get more anxiety. When I'm feeling depressed, I get more depression. When I'm feeling frustrated, it frustrates me. When I'm stressed out, I just want to give up and I feel overwhelmed and I tend to give up. And then I get depressed and so forth. It's also, uh, I think I have said before, but I want to reemphasize this. The people who suffer from, uh, let's say, anxiety and or depression rarely experience just one feeling. It's a combination of feelings. Therefore, most people that I see in practice will come in complaining about having panic attacks. They feel terribly depressed. They are terribly frustrated because they're not able to do what they used to be able to do. And they feel um, that something is terribly wrong. They're not exactly sure what it is or how to deal with it. And the net result is that they feel stressed out by the whole thing. So you've got a combination of various feelings. This is also something the drug companies don't tell you. So they want you to you know, take a pill for your depression and then take another pill for your frustration and another pill for your anxiety and so forth. No, they're off. And they know they're off. People are holistic. You present yourself every day as a whole person. You aren't a combination of I am depressed one minute, I'm frustrated the next. You're all of it all the time. And attitude really counts. That placebo thing, getting back to that point again, I think the placebo effect is when, indeed, there is a positive attitude to feeling stuck. There's a positive attitude to feeling um, overwhelmed rather than a negative attitude. I think you can see the clear segue from the broadcast that I did on exploring um, synchronicities where – uh, the key to it is the attitude in being stuck. If there's a positive attitude of damn the torpedoes full speed ahead 
even if you're not um, uh, confident that you're going to be able to get an answer, you will find that it'll turn on what I believe is everybody's creative process, and you'll eventually find an answer uh, using that creative process of yours. What I'm concentrating on now is that when you're stuck and you have a negative attitude to um, being stuck, you're going to get bogged down and feel as if you're in the mud and trapped and confined and overwhelmed and overwhelmed by being overwhelmed. The key to success is to be able to convert your negative attitude to these symptoms into one that's positive. That's what the major thrust of uh, this program and subsequent programs on this uh, will be. Again, anybody who is suffering from one or more of these negative feelings, please volunteer to be on my program. I'll have you as a guest. We'll talk about your experience. You'll tell me what failed, what you think you need. I'll work with you and see if during the program, have another break, we'll return in a few minutes. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying... Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. 24-7-365. Hi, I'm Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. 
You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Gibbs show. Last segment, uh, I have indicated uh, that I think the uh, person that you should most uh, consult in terms of uh, direct research with respect to attitudes and behaviors connected with frustration and depression, anxiety, stress, is yourself. In that connection, I want to give you some personal associations, both personal and professional, that I have had uh, with these symptoms, uh, starting probably at about, um, consciously, probably around early adolescence. Although I might add that I remember that even going to grade school, which I loved, uh, I often had a terrible experience where um, I wouldn't eat breakfast, and then I would get to um, school. This is probably around the fourth grade. And on many occasions, I would feel woozy and sick and near throwing up and very weak. And at the time, we had a nurse in the school uh, who had this small little office that was all white, and there was a cot. And my uh, teacher of the grade would say, why don't you go see the nurse, uh, which I love to do. So I went, saw the nurse. Tell, she knew my symptoms, and she said, would you like to lie down for a few minutes? Uh, yes, I loved lying down. And I felt instantly better. And she would talk to me and with her pretty voice, and she would sometimes say, if you want to, I'll call your mother and see if you would like to go home. Well, I loved going home, and I loved calling my mother. My mother was a club woman, and she was always uh, out clubbing uh, with, with her organization, and I don't think I had enough of her attention. And what she would do, if the nurse called and said I was sick, uh, she would invariably drop whatever she was doing and stay home and take care of me. And I loved that. I thought that was great. I hope you can see where I am going with this, that my anxiety attacks and nausea and feeling empty and sick was really useful to me. It allowed me to have a clear path to having my mother be with me. I guess what I'm really saying is that I have learned through the years that behavior is purposeful. Symptoms are purposeful. And even though they hurt, I didn't like feeling weak. I didn't like feeling sick. The truth of it is, it netted me something which I really loved, which was to have more attention from my mother. So that I hope I am conveying the fact that these things aren't just one-to-one. -one. These symptoms have a lot of meaning. And the key to success is really trying to understand for yourself, personally, what these individual symptoms mean. In the course of the next few weeks and the programs, I will show you a way to be able to do that. My next um, association to these feelings was when I, I started, somehow my nature was to ask big questions about who was I, what did I want, uh, what was the meaning of life, what was I going to be, uh, is there a purpose, how do I know what that purpose is. I guess that's the um, 
the, the course of um, topics that somebody who's interested in speculative philosophy would be naturally um, involved with. So it's probably no coincidence that when I got to Columbia University, a uh, number of years later, I majored in philosophy. It seemed to be the only, speculative philosophy. It seemed to be the only subject matter that made any sense to me in terms of really uh, exploring the depth and breadth of it. However, while it pointed the way to uh, big issues like what is the good life, and I would read um, formulas by um, people like Socrates, the good life is to know yourself, and Plato's uh, formula for the good life, a sound mind and a sound body. And then there was Aristotle's formula of a, of a balance between mind, head, and spirit to get your own uh, balance point. All of these people spoke what to me felt like the truth. It made perfectly good sense. But when it came to implementing it on a personal level, I began to realize I'm more than a this a disembodied intellect. I'm also a creature of usually mixed and very complicated and tricky um, feelings. So that, for example, the simple formula of know yourself uh, sounds good, but it raised more questions than it answered. So, for example, what is a self? Where is myself? Knowing myself, that's knowledge of myself. What kind of knowledge are we talking about? What is knowledge? What is myself? Where is it located? And I began to feel like I'm not sure I have a self. And that was a good self-diagnosis. The truth of it is when I eventually went into psychoanalysis uh, 35 years later, I discovered that I was suffering from not having a cohesive self. So that what I read made a lot of sense intellectually, but I couldn't experience it. And I want to make that message clear to anybody, to everybody. Words, we, we as human beings, we converse in language. It's all we have. And that's how we make sense out of the disordered uh, and confusing aspects of experience, through language. So that words we take very seriously and the meaning of words we take particularly seriously. So my aim is to have you take symptoms which everybody will be aware of or you wouldn't be listening to this program. So you take the experiences of anxiety, frustration, and so forth, and you want to make those words really live. What, what is it that you're experiencing when you say you're anxious? You talk in terms of having panic attacks. What are you talking about? When you're, what's the difference between your experience of, of uh, anxiety and depression? And how does that all relate to stress? Pick up a newspaper without reading statistics about alarming um, increases of people suffering from these symptoms worldwide. If you look up the, um, prefer the um, prevalence of people who are distressed and uh, panicky and depressed and so forth, the statistics are alarming. I, I, in, in culling through whatever statistics there are on this subject, half the people in America, half the people in the United States have been shown to have crippling uh, panic attacks and or depressed states, are terribly frustrated, and out of frustration comes enormous anger. So you have all this violence that's going on. People are probably very hurt and frustrated. They're not getting what they want. They feel impoverished. They're, the government's not taking care of them. You, you get the point. And the overall attitude to all of this is they're stressed out. I'll bet you if you just listen for the term, stre I'm stressed out, just keep an open mind and go through your day. 
I'll bet you you'll hear you'll hear those terms for your friends, family members, yourself, the radio. You can't avoid it. It's in the air. Part of why I think that this is so important is that I believe this is a worldwide crisis, and I think, uh, from my experience researching this, both personally and professionally, I think that this particular topic goes to the core of the other interest that I have, certainly has to do with um, synchronicities. I think it's the root of the problem with uh, increased violence and escalation between police and citizens. I am convinced that it is the core of effective treatment of uh, heroin and uh, opioid uh, addicts, as well as those with drinking problems and other addictions, and is the basis for, I think, why most people become patients seeking out uh, some form of psychotherapy or psychoanalytic uh, psychotherapy and so forth. People tend to come in in a state of crisis. What's a state of crisis? It's when the ordinary sense of normal gets into an extreme sense of abnormal. You can't start doing what you want to do, and you can't, or you can't stop doing what you don't want to do. And you're going around and around and around in a circle, going nowhere fast. And most importantly, in a state of crisis, if you just say, well, what's crisis feel like to you? Inevitably, you will have people who have become newly patients speaking about feeling overwhelmed by, guess what? Anxiety, depression, frustration, and stress. I urge each person listening to me now, if I say to you, which I'm about to say, are you aware of what anxiety is? Depression, frustration, stress. How often do you experience each of these things? What do you do to try to cope with them? How successful are you? Do you take medication? Does it work? If it doesn't work, what's wrong with it? What do you think you need to make yourself better? These are all very important questions. And do this not only with yourself. Do this with your friends or family members that you can identify are burdened with the same stuff. Invite them. Invite them to listen to this and perhaps other programs as well. What I am going to give you is the result of decades of personal and a professional experience with these um, symptoms. Uh, the good news is that there is a relatively easy um, approach to it that you have to, it's not going to be magical, the solution, because you have to work at this. But if you follow my advice and you do the exercise, I think you can, if you, if you, have, if you have the effect that I had in doing this, when I finally went into an 11-year psychoanalysis, having failed two other psychotherapy attempts, because I think the therapists, while they were decent people, were too heady and too um, uh, theoretical and, and didn't help me really understand what my experience was and what to do with my experience. So ultimately, I failed. I kept looking for pathways to... Um, uh, glory. I will mention them next time we get together. Again, please ask your friends, yourself, to go on Ask Dr. Gibbs on Facebook, become volunteers of my program. Have a good week. See you next week.